0: Alright, and welcome back to Staying Off Topic. Uh, this is your host, uh, Keith Anderson. Um, I want to get started today. Well, first off, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening again. Um, I really appreciate the support. I appreciate, you know, everyone listening to support me, watching the YouTube um, channel and, you know, talking to me on Twitter uh, again, I appreciate everything that you guys have done for me, um, and it's 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 still fun. Um, um, as of the date of this recording, I haven't really recorded in a couple weeks, so um, I'm getting right back to it. So, um, a couple things have gone on in the world as far as you know trending topics and hot topics and everything like that go. Um, I've had a lot of thoughts on those, and I'll continue to give my thoughts. But I'm going to switch it up. Interestingly enough, I follow a lot of sports. I mean, stereotypically, I mean, I'm a guy, so I follow sports, I guess. Um, But that's, I mean, that's not true. But I do. So there's this basketball player. He's retired. He played in the NBA. He played for the Pacers, I believe. Um, he played for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, and now he plays in the three-on-three league, uh, or the big three, um, that's owned by Ice Cube. And he, uh, his name is Steven Jackson. Uh, and he he's hilarious he's it's funny he's real um on a serious note uh george george floyd was um one of his really good friends uh um if you remember george floyd this is the man that uh died a couple weeks ago um either way stephen jackson um they called each other twins he was uh they they kind of looked alike to be fair um but other than that, though, he, again, he was a basketball player. He was pretty good, whatever or not. So he also has a podcast called All the Smoke, um, which I've listened to, and I think it's really good. Um, I've only listened to it once, though. Well, I've listened to snippets of it, but I've only listened to it once. Um, but it's him and another uh, ex-player, I believe. And they talk about a wide range of different topics, uh, a lot of sports, but a lot of real stuff. And I can appreciate that because I like to think that I am uh, a pretty real guy. I mean, I'm, I'm a real boy, you know, like Pinocchio, but um, I like to think I'm a real guy. I keep it, uh, you know, 100% with you or as a, as a new Twitter saying is uh, two Virgils. And uh, just to get off topic, uh, like always, um, for those who don't know, Two Virgils, Virgil, Virgil, oh my God. So this man, his name is Virgil Abloh, didn't know about him until a week ago and (laughs) Virgil Abloh, he is the, oh, what do you call it? The, um, the, uh, creative director of Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton I, I really don't know I'm i am not sure but whatever he's a creative director but he also created off-white which is a Nike brand and um, it's really popular I don't wear it it's too expensive for me uh, <laughs> and he was following a trend about donating money to the protesters uh, in Minneapolis and the the trend was uh, match my donation. And post it to all your friends and have them match match the, your donation. um The original donation was was fifty dollars, so that's what you know. The trend he was following was fifty dollars. Now this man apparently has a lot of money. I don't know, uh, but apparently he's pretty famous at this point. So <laughs> he posts on his his however many millions of followers or hundreds of thousands of followers and he posted on his instagram or twitter uh you know that directive you know here's my 50 dollars can you match me when i tell you that twitter tore him a new one my god i i don't know listen Here's the thing about donating. I'll tell you one thing. One thing about donating for me is if you got it, do it. If you don't, don't. No one should be able to shame you for it. When you put it on your personal social media, expect to get some backlash. (laughs) Expect to get some backlash because you can't make a lot of money you can make as much money as you want to, but don't make a lot of money and then boast and again it was it was for a good cause and it was for you know it it was uh you know it was a uh, follow me, you do this, I do this situation that's great that's fine the The problem is when you have money, expect a little backlash you can't. <laughs> So this man donated $50. Uh, It came out after that he donated more, but it was also after they tore his ass up on the internet. Uh, But he decided on Beyonce's internet that he was going to... (laughs) (laughs) That he was going to donate $50 and have people, you know, match him. So, classic, right? So, people decided, they said, oh, $50. So, you all understand the saying, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Uh, About a year ago, it was, I'm going to keep it 98 plus 2 with you, uh, which was, I think, was a Drake song or something. I don't know. I thought it was a shitty song. Uh, That's neither here nor there. But, you know, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I'm going to keep it a buck, which is, you know, 100 still. Um, Those are the sayings for those who don't know so people decided I'm going to keep it two Virgil's with you oh when I tell you that just made my my heart smile two Virgil's I cannot take it anymore I can't take it I don't know what else to do about it I don't know how to react to Beyonce's internet I tell you what it's so funny to me (laughs) Uh, either way back to the topic at hand so steven jackson he uh either way he told a story and this story was amazing it was an amazing story and i thought it deserved to be talked about because i heard it before appreciated it Heard it again and appreciated even more. And both times he told the story, and I was just like, "This is this is amazing." So, a while ago, I'm not for sure the timeline, but a while ago, he was about to get married. I know he has, I believe he has a kid with the person, maybe or maybe not with the person he was going to get married to. But either way, so the story goes, he was going to get married. And, you know, he is a retired NBA player. He played for uh, at least a decade, that's for sure. Uh, but he played for, you know, up upteen, you know, years. So he has some money. And he says that while, you know, he believes in love and everything, um, a prenup is best for him and his, um, you know, situation And with anybody. He's like, I don't care who I get married to. You know, um, and, and, and a little off topic on that, but on topic, uh, I believe a prenup is a very valid document. I think that is, it is something that should be used. I think it is something that, sh- that, that can be used. And I think it is something that, that, that if you believe in it or you don't believe in it, that's on you, but I believe in them. Now I, w- I say that to say, if me and my girlfriend start off from zero, and we get married. And in the process of getting married, we whether it was while we were together before we got married or after we got married, we make money. Uh, well, I guess I wouldn't work. OK, so if me and my girlfriend start from zero, we make money. And we both live a lifestyle of whoever me or her making money. And then we decide to get married and in the process of getting married, okay. one of us brings a prenup. I think that's wrong. I think that is absolutely wrong. I don't think that's valid. I believe that if we come up together in a situation, boom, you should we should split the money evenly because we both we both were raised, quote unquote, raised off that money. If I've made money for years and you come out of nowhere and we date. And I love you enough to marry you. You're going to sign this prenup. Okay. (laughs) You're not. No, you didn't put in on this. You jumped in when it wasn't difficult. You jumped in when the money was already there. You don't get to marry me. And then if we decide that this isn't working, get to take half of what you didn't build. No, that's never going to happen. Sorry. Love is love, but that's just bull. So that won't happen. So So either way. He uh, he thought that a prenup was his, you know, the best part for him. So he talked to his girl. His girl was like, I agree with you. We should sign a prenup, etc., cetera, et cetera, Now, this was however long, let's say six months to a year before they got married. They agreed on it. Wedding planning is going, uh, you know, going forth. And he said that you know the prenup was agreed upon they hadn't signed it yet that's okay though because they have time they have way more than enough time so they go forth with the with the with the wedding with the um i'm sorry not the wedding the planning of the wedding he says you know six months into the wedding he brings up the prenup again she says absolutely he goes all right perfect all you got to do is sign it she was like okay you know i'm busy planning a wedding so just you know Give me some time. I'll sign it, read over it, et cetera, et cetera. He goes, okay, um, you know, I love this girl. It is what it is. We're going to get married anyway, so I'm not really too worried about it. So he keeps going. They're planning a wedding. Um, a month before the wedding, they bring he brings it up again. Make sure he sign his prenup. And she goes, of course. Why, why wouldn't I? I want to make sure, you know, everyone get a chance to read over it, including your lawyers and my lawyers. And it's weird because his lawyers drafted the prenup. Why wouldn't they have read it? But whatever. That was her excuse. Um, I want to make sure that everything's squared away. But let me continue planning this wedding. So Stephen Jackson says that he puts some money down for the wedding, pays for everything. Everything's good to go. Um, the night before the wedding. They talk about it again, or maybe it was like a day before, two days before they talk about the prenup again. They go, he goes, Hey, listen, we got to sign this prenup. We got to do it before we get married, so actually let me rewind. So they're getting married in X place that he's familiar with and they go get married and she agreed that they were going to use his his pastor that he grew up with. So they get married in that pastor's church as well. So like a week before the wedding, she says, no, I want to use my pastor that I know. And I don't want to use your pastor anymore. So he goes, I understand it's her wedding too. We're getting married in a place. I wanted to, the church, I wanted to, fine. She can have the pastor. The problem was, it it wasn't a pastor she grew up with. It wasn't even a pastor she knew. She had met this pastor that same week. I don't know much about flags, but I can tell you that was a red one. Okay, so... He goes. First off, not signing a prenup is a red flag. Don't agree to it, and then don't sign it. That's why you pushing it back. Um, <clears throat> if you got time to lean, you got time to clean, and you got time to sign this prenup. That's that's all I feel. So either way, he so that the night before, whatever. Don't worry, I'll sign it in the morning. I'll sign it in the morning, I guess. So the night before, so the, the day of the wedding, he said he's nervous. He's nervous because he's about to get married. He's nervous because he, you know, she won't, She hasn't signed a prenup yet. And he's trying to figure out, like, what, what's the deal? So, he's talking to two other players, who ex-players who played with him, Mike Bibby and, oh, I want to say Stefan Mulberry, but I don't remember. Either way, that doesn't matter. But two ex-players in his, wed- in his wedding, and they go... He goes, they're talking, they're talking at the day of the wedding. They're getting ready. And he goes, uh, they're at the chapel they're, or the wherever. They're at the place. They're getting married. And they're just in the back waiting. He he apparently was texting her about the prenup, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Stefan goes, so, yeah, how was it when she signed the prenup? Something like that. Uh, that was Stefan Marbury. Stephen Jackson goes, she hasn't signed it yet stefan goes what hell no nah, i call this shit off he goes man listen it's like no 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 call this wedding off this ain't going through bro he's like "Nah, she's trying to get you she's trying to scam you so he go he is like you know what you're right i feel in a certain kind of way her priest the priest she wanted walks in and says listen we got to get this wedding going, blah blah blah. This is a big day for you. He goes, yeah. Hey, you gotta, you gotta have her sign the prenup. He goes, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't. It's okay. We can sign it after. It's okay. It's let's just share in each other's love and blah blah. blah. Don't worry about it. Nope, another red flag. Stephen goes, no, you know what? I'm gonna just go talk to her myself. It's like, listen, why haven't you signed a prenup? blah blah I feel like you're this I feel like you're this you know what calling off the wedding it's done donezo we're donezo nothing no not happening sorry everybody thank you for coming out having some drinks on the way out we're not getting married of course of course she goes she's bawling crying etc etc and And she's like, I don't care. I'll sign it. I'll sign it. I'll sign it. Steven Jackson goes, hell no. Not because you're crying. Not because you said you'll sign it. He said, because something I learned at a very young age. If you're crying and you're inconsolable and you're not of a right state of mind, that signature means nothing. You're not going to get me. Uh-uh, you should have signed this a year ago. Out of here. Out of here. Here's the thing, guys. <laughs> no, you're not going to scam me. I can see a scam from a from a mile away. I I'm not going to sit here and be scammed just because no, 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 no. I protect my money. If I destroy my money, I destroyed it. I'm not gonna let you destroy my money. No, no, no. We're good. Hell no. No, no, no. You don't you don't change at the very last minute. And it wasn't even last minute. You didn't want to sign it from the beginning. Don't agree to it. Because the problem is if you didn't if you would have just said no, I don't agree with this, y'all wouldn't have got married. But she knows that, guys. She knows that. So to me man it was probably and then, don't get me wrong i'm doing the story zero justice cuz it was hilarious and also he man you got to so <laughs> something i forgot oh man he goes so after the after the supposed wedding you know me and the boys we kicking it Happy that, you know, we didn't get scammed. I didn't get scammed. It is what it is. But we partying. I call up her bridesmaid and made a hundred. I knocked her off. Classic guy. <laughs> Listen, he. <laughs> he had sex. When her made of honor because she didn't want to sign the pre. listen you know as a as a person listen this is this is what I believe there's look if I don't even know it's the funniest thing to me how do you how do you try to scam somebody and then get your best friend and then that person you try to scam them they don't fall for it and then that person bangs your best friend out I, kudos steven jackson kudos you know listen you know they honestly they say um there's it was an old saying uh nothing's uh i don't even know how it goes shoot there's nothing worse than a woman scorned or something i don't know how it goes but but i believe it listen women or men uh if uh a vindictive person will get you they will get you, you know. I, me and myself personally, I don't. I try not to be vindictive, but I can't be, and that's a, that's a problem. Not for me, but it's a problem for other people. Just, you know, just don't cross me. Um, it's it's like Dwight from the Office. It's like I love you guys, but don't cross me. <laughs> I'm here for you, <laughs> but don't turn your backs on me. Please. (laughs) That's just what I believe. Uh, Yeah. No. No. Don't. Don't. Don't try to. Don't. I'm not an idiot. If I'm not an idiot. Don't treat me like one. And you're not going to scam me. Um, Yeah. Either way. Boy, boy, boy. I tell you. Um, That's that's Steven Jackson hero. Hero of the day. Uh, Is that a new segment? Hero of the day? It's not. But hero of the day. My guy. Kudos to you. Uh, I should probably insert a clapping emoji. I've been on the internet too damn long. Uh, (laughs) I should probably insert a clapping sound bite in here. But I'm not. So whatever. Clap, claps. Claps all around. Uh, (laughs) Either way. Um, switching to a different topic that's not funny but interesting. So a couple weeks ago, it's been a couple weeks now, there was um in the Toledo in the Ohio area, I don't remember where it was. It was somewhere though, obviously it was somewhere, but it was I don't know, but it was in Ohio, I do know that. There was a young lady, um, by the name of Madison Bell, I think. And she went missing. Okay. So she went missing on, let's say, a Sunday. Um, There was a whole bunch of Facebook, you know, notifications about it. Uh, She went missing. Her car was found. Her cell phone was found. Her keys were found. um, All in the same area. Um, And she just kind of disappeared. So it was, like I said, it was about Sunday night, Sunday-ish. And her... Mom or dad or whoever hadn't seen her. Around Friday of that week, there was a news where I woke up to a news report. that said Madison Bell found safe. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I just happened to watch a video because you know I was interested. I seen it. a lot of people shared it on my on my page or whatnot. <clears throat> a couple things I learned from the video one Madison Bell was 18 I didn't know that I thought she was a young young teenager I thought she was like 13 14 15 or something or no she had a car so I probably thought she was 15 or 16 I didn't know she was 18 so if I know she was 18 I was like okay cool like this is um, this young lady was found safe I was like all right, that works Um, so whatever Uh, so I learned that then to our surprise we learned not only was she found safe, the sheriff's department found out where she was, she was safe, and she didn't want anyone, including her family, to know where she was. Listen, when I tell you my antennae were raised, I said, oh, her family drove her out of town. So first thing I thought, I didn't think anything else. I didn't think that she was kidnapped. I didn't think whatever. Because then I also learned she went missing. And she was reported missing 45 minutes after the fact. I thought you I thought you had to be missing for 48 hours. At least that's what it's saying. The cop shows that I watch. But 45 minutes? I thought this was a young kid. That's another reason why I thought it was a young kid. Because I, I think I found that out beforehand. Like, oh, it was 45 minutes. She was gone. I thought it was a young child. No, she was 18 with a car. And she was gone. And so, you know, there was a search that's supposed to happen that day. And they found it. And she didn't want to know. She didn't want anybody to know. And guess what? She's an adult. We don't have to tell you. Not we, but her. Uh, She doesn't have to tell you. When I tell you people were pissed, you know, just internet pissed. Here's the thing, guys. When I talk about people being upset or mad, I'm just talking about, like, the internet mad. Like, eh. Being mad in real life and being mad on the internet are just two different things. And being mad on the internet is a little funnier than being mad in real life. Sometimes it's funny in real life, too. But it's just a little bit funnier. So, anyway, people were mad. They were like, oh, my gosh, she would be up, uh, brought up on charges for um, having all these people looking for her. She didn't report herself missing. And she's 18. I ain't got to tell you nothing about my life. But apparently, she left her car. She left her keys and her cell phone. And she said she wanted a new life and didn't want to be bothered with her old life. Hello. That sounds like a problem, and it, and it it didn't make sense to me that a you were you reported your daughter missing 45 minutes after she left. Why? Why were you so? You can be in traffic for 45 minutes. Come on, man. That doesn't make any sense. You can be in traffic for 45 minutes. Some some didn't some some didn't sit right within my spirit. It didn't sizzle in my spirit like it should have, and I knew it and I knew there was an issue. There had to be an issue. I wish I wish we could have found out more. I wish we knew more. But hey, kudos to her for getting away from what it sounds like a ridiculous situation to begin with. And those people I probably probably should be ashamed of themselves. And if everything went right in my world, I'd make a movie about it and I'd watch it to be fair. If I make the movie, I'm going to watch it, duh. Anyway, that's neither here nor there, either way, but I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was pretty, I thought that was pretty interesting, personally, next thing I wanted to talk about, uh, man, oh man, man, oh man, so everything we've been talking about past couple episodes or whatnot has been about, you know, Black Lives Matter, And, and let me be clear, Black Lives Matter Um, everything we've been talking about with the Black Lives Matters protests and the, the, the day that I'm, I'm taping this, uh, somebody else got shot in Atlanta. It's just it's it's just too much, guys. It's everything is just too much. This world. Listen, I had to I had to delete somebody. Sorry for going off topic, but I had to delete somebody from Facebook, not because they had a different a different view than me. But because it was a stupid view. not. But you can have all the views you want. Honestly, if somebody posted All Lives Matter, I wouldn't even be mad at it. I'm like, man, that's what they think. but I think it's dumb. But hey, kudos to you for at least standing up for something. This dude. So, let me tell you. He had, I wasn't even going to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it now. Because I, I believe it. He uh, is a young black man um and he uh he's younger than me I know he's like 20 something and he posted he he posts these memes that's all he ever posts on this page I know him because I used to work with him. and I was like ah, okay whatever the memes started getting less funny a couple weeks ago they actually started getting pretty offensive and I was just like man eh, whatever I'm not gonna delete I'm not gonna delete him and then he posted he said okay he typed something out this whole long thing and I read it And and I wish I could bring it up, but I I I deleted him. He said, his first couple words, he said, I wasn't going to say anything, but I've collected my thoughts or something, and I will. He said something like that. He goes, with everything that's going on in the world, I think if we just stop looking at our differences, things will get better. If we stop looking at color, it'll get better. Um, if we stop looking for things, whatever, that's all I, that's all I remember because it was dumb. Let me tell you something. I don't know. I don't know of a black person that I, I don't know of a black person who goes around and goes, how are you going to treat me today? Because I'm black. They may think it. And that might even be the wrong, wrong saying because this is how dumb I think it is. But I don't know a black person who goes into somewhere who does something, who looks at people and go, huh, I'm black, you're white. How are we going to start this conversation? No, that's not how it works. I don't think black people go in looking like, hey, I'm black and I'm here. No, I don't think that's the case at all. What I do think is that there are certain things that we deal with on a daily basis that you have to think, huh, this might not go well for me. Now, how that manifests itself is how it manifests itself. But I know I've walked in places and the first place, I the first thing I didn't think, oh, I'm black. the first thing I thought is like, oh, shit, they see that I'm black. This is a problem. And I left those places. It's happened a lot. And it usually happened at bars. It usually happened at bars. Because it's a social place. People start to drink it. And they do what they want. I was on the east side of Toledo one time. And I went to go hang out with this girl. And I remember pulling up. And I had a bad feeling about the place. I said, for some reason, I don't want to be here. I was driving there just fine. I was doing everything just fine. I put in a parking lot. And I go... I got a bad feeling about this. It was fucking Han Solo and fucking Star Wars. I had a bad fucking feeling. But I texted her. I said, hey, come out and get me because I don't think I'm in the right place. I was lying like a... I Googled the place. I fucking... It was the... Whatever the bar was, it was right on the fucking door. So I'm not an idiot. But I said, hey, before I get out of this car, come get me. Because to me, this girl who was all of 5'5", five, five, um... If she's walking with me, I'm safe because she was white. And that's what I thought. No, I didn't think what was me because I'm black, but I did think like, oh, shit, this might be different. And I thought like, hey, her walking with me, since so she invited me here and is already in the bar. Her walking with me and being white will help me. And it did. When I walked through the door, everybody in the bar looked at me, including her brother, her two brothers she was with, and someone else. Listen, when I tell you the tension in the room was palpable, young palpable, it was horrible. I hated it. I told her, I said, hey, she was like, hey, let's play pool. I'm like, I kind of want to go home. I kind of want to go to a place I've been before. I don't want to be here. So for someone to tell me that we need not look at, you know, our differences, our differences is what make people unique. I don't want to always hang out with somebody or be with somebody or talk to somebody who thinks like me. That's called an echo chamber. If I wanted somebody who thinks like me, I would go talk to myself, which I do, and it's amazing. But I don't want anybody else to do that with me. I do it with myself. I'm good. I want I want differences. I want the fact that my girlfriend listens to heavy metal and I don't to be a thing. You know what I mean. I want her to, you know, shed some new things on my life and I I've been to a heavy metal show. I've been to a couple actually because of her. They weren't half bad, some of them were. Some of them were. Listen now. Some of them were. But one in particular wasn't. Okay. But <laughs> it was, it was just fine. It was okay. Uh, some of them were 10 out of 10. Would not recommend. Um, but but the one was actually pretty nice. And actually because there was a heavy metal band and the got wrapped in it. Reminded me of Ice-T's band, but whatever. Either way. Anyway, and if you don't know, Ice-T has a heavy metal band. I forget what it's squad, But he does. So if you like heavy metal, go check him out. Um, I like Ice-T. He's funny. He's a funny guy. Anyway. Regardless, off topic. Listen. <sighs> Black people are not a monolith. I know I said this before, but it has to be said again. We all don't think alike. And that's okay. So I understand that he's thinking, hey, if we all just, you know, meander where we meander, it's going to be cool. But, it, but we try. I try. Listen, I told a story on Facebook the other day. And I'll tell you another one. Um, I may have I may have said it, but listen, I've been in a couple racial ish situations, but I've never personally been called the N word. I don't choose to. Um, not that it's my choice, but I choose not to do that. I choose not to hang around people who have the capacity to, to say, say those words. So that's just me. Um, I like to not. You know, whatever, and I don't say that word. Uh, I don't say the word around those people either. Because, whereas I do think that, um, you know, it's in it's in music, it's in whatever. And if people rap it, I have no issues with it. I don't, but I don't want to hear it. I understand if that may be hypocritical, but that's just the way I choose to live my life. So I choose that if I don't say it around you, why would I want you saying it around me? What are you getting out of it? Nothing. You're getting nothing out of it. One of my, and that's what we call, in my, in my opinion, code switching. If you don't know what it is, to let you in know a little secret. Code switching. Black people are doing things different around white people to fit in with white people. That's literally what it is. And it's not even about fitting in. It's about being acceptable. Some black people don't do it. Some black people do, and we only do it because we know the harassment, the disdain, the looks or etc that we're gonna get if we don't and if some people just don't know how to do it and that's okay too honestly it really is because you should be yourself and it is what it is myself is that's who i am that's what i want to do but i also feel as though if i don't want to do certain things around certain people i feel like that's my choice and i want to do that so either way um The one story, it wasn't even about this, but the one one story that happened to me, uh, I was working at this restaurant, and in the restaurant, I was a server at the time that this happened, and I served this couple, it was an older white couple, they were probably about 60-ish, if not older, Um, but I served them, it was fine, they tipped me good, it was a lunch shift, like around three something, and um, after the shift, the servers would all go up to the bar, and You know, eat lunch and drink, and that's just what we did every time. After lunch, it was a great time. We got to know each other. It was good. We were friends. So there was probably about six to eight of us, maybe, Uh, maybe less, maybe more. It wasn't more than eight, but either way, um, we're sitting up there. We're eating, and one of the hosts uh, come up to me and they go, "Hey, that table at." The, I think it was 33, the table, that last table you had, 33, they left their phone, Have you, did you see it, I was like, oh, no, I didn't, I didn't see a phone, Um, I, I didn't see a phone, that is just what it was, so, I was like, because, you know, at the end of the day, we clean our tables, we sweep the floors, whatever, whatever, and because I was a cl- I believe I was a closer, you know, I had to do that stuff, Um, so I said, no, I didn't, so I was like, okay, Well, he just wanted to make sure. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, yeah, I didn't see it. Sorry. Um, So I assumed that he called up, which, I mean, I guess I understand why he wouldn't because it was a phone. But I mean, like if it's me and my girl going out and one of us has a cell phone, the other one has a cell phone. So if one gets lost, you know, the other, whatever. So either way, I just assumed he called. I didn't think anything of it. It wasn't my cell phone. I don't care. Honestly, it really didn't matter to me, but that's what happened. So however much later, you know, 10 seconds, 20 seconds later, um, I noticed that he the guy is in the building and he walks over to the table. Now, where I'm at, I had to turn my head. So I see him and I'm like, oh, I was like, man, I hope he finds his phone. Like, it's probably in the cushions because, you know, the the way the booth was, those those uh, booths could move. So, sometimes shit gets trapped underneath it or on the side. There's a big gap between the wall and every booth. And by big, I mean probably about two inches big. So, things get caught in there all the time. Um, Maybe three inches, whatever. So, So, I see that. I go back to eating. Forgot what I had, cause it, but it was delicious. I do know that. I was eating, I was drinking, I was being fucking merry, all right. And it wasn't, it wasn't, and Joseph wasn't around. God damn it. Either way, <laughs> I was chilling, whatever. And the person sitting next to me tapped me and was like, "Bro, that guy's trying to talk to you." I'm like, what, what guy? I thought she was talking about the person next to me, and it was a girl. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And this person was a girl. So I'm like, I don't know what you're saying to me. So I'm like, what are you talking What are you talking about? She so goes, was the guy behind you. And I'm, I look behind me, it's the guy. And I'm like, oh. I was like, hey. I was like, yeah, she told me you lost your phone. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't see it. And he didn't say anything to me. I was like, all right, cool. So I turned back around. And the girl next to me, she goes, he's looking over your shoulder at your phone. My phone was on the table. Now, my phone was a smartphone. It was on the table. It was all black. And I'm like, "Uh, yes. You know, I look at him like, hello, what are you talking? What do you want? And then she's like, I think he thinks you have his phone. I'm like, what? What? I, like, it didn't cross my mind, right? Like, to be fair, I've I've I led a pretty privileged life for the most part. And um, I'm usually not confronted by shit like this because it's dumb. Um, and I try, I try I try to keep dumb shit out of my life. So either way, this guy, you know, he's looking over my shoulder. So I'm like, what the fuck? So now i stop eating and now it's awkward to me. Uh, talking about tension tension, and it being palpable. It was at this point, because I was like, what the fuck? And so he goes, "Um, there, there was a mirror in front of us. Again, I was eating, so I didn't see it, but there's a mirror at the bar, and you can see he's behind me, but he's probably like six feet behind me at this point, maybe like 12 feet, and he starts, he has a phone, his phone, which is a flip phone, and he starts dialing the number, and then he came back over by my shoulder to see if his phone would ring. And I'm like, Okay, things are starting to get ridiculous now. So the girl next to me was like, Hey, he doesn't have your phone, leave him alone. So he walks away. He still doesn't say anything to anybody. He doesn't walk away. He doesn't say anything. He backs up again and he calls it again. His wife comes in the door and she goes, Greg, I left it in the car. I found it And she puts up and I see her at the door she pulls up the phone it's a flip phone when i tell you i was like okay first off i don't know if they were racist i have no idea i don't know if they were being discriminatory prejudiced or whatever what i do know is someone's like yeah i don't like them because they're they're not only are they rude they are racist um, blah, blah, blah. Listen, accusing me of stealing is one of it's probably one of the worst things you can do to me as a person. I think it's horrible. I didn't steal your fucking flip phone, lady or sir or whoever. Why would I want your flip phone when I have a smartphone right next to me? And this was like 2012. Like, come on, man. I don't want a fucking flip phone now. I had a razor when I was 18. I'm fucking 27 at the time. Or however old I was. Why would I want your fucking flip phone? Either way. Again. Do I know if they're being pressures? I don't know. But it didn't feel right. It didn't sit in my spirit like it should have. And that pisses me off. Um, but shit like that. Um, and that wasn't even a story I shared on Facebook. The story I shared on Facebook. And, and And please understand that I'm using this language. Because. This was the language that was used in front of me. So, if you uh, feel a certain kind of way about this, um, deal with it, kind of. I don't know. I don't know what you should do, but, yeah, I'm sorry not to be whatever, but, yeah, deal with it. But, either way, I was sitting, I was at work years ago. It wasn't a restaurant. It was a factory. It was a warehouse. And I was sitting at the lunch table, and um, it was me and everyone else at the lunch table was white. We were on lunch and um, I'm not the only black dude who works there, but I'm the only black dude who was sitting at the lunch table because um, it wasn't a lunch table. It was a more of a picnic table and it was a big warehouse with no air conditioning. So we sat by the garage door um, with the sun and the breeze. And that's how we got. And then there was like an industrial fan that blew on us from the open door. So that's kind of how we stayed cool. Uh, There was an actual lunch break room that was probably a couple hundred yards away. It was a huge warehouse, but it was a couple hundred yards away, probably like 200 yards away and um, maybe a hundred yards away, whatever, but it was in a room that was also not air conditioned and it was really small. Like I'm six feet two. It was probably seven feet high, which isn't that high. Uh, So it was really tiny. Well, all the black people that worked there, which was four of us, they would go back there. Um, so three people were back there. I was out front. I didn't know any better. Plus, they befriended me when I first got there and was like, hey, we like to sit by the air. I'm a big dude. I like air. I don't want to go sit in a stuffy room and eat my lunch. I'd rather sit outside if I'm going to be hot anyway. So that's just how I feel about it. So either way, way, um, we're sitting outside and this trucker, he's probably about 60 at the time. Um, he is telling a story and he's like, uh, he has like an accent. He's like from like Kentucky or something. None of that matters, but he was, and he had, a, he had an accent. He was a funny dude though. Um, I always liked him. He was cool. He worked hard. Everything was cool. But he's telling a story about some middle Eastern person. And I, again, I, I wasn't really paying attention cause it did, I didn't care. Um, but either way, he's telling this story. And he calls this person. I don't even want to say this. But either, either way, I'm going to just be just be real and authentic with you guys. Um, he called this person a sand nigger. And I hope you heard that because I kind of mumbled it. But that's what he said. So <clears throat> he called that and everyone stopped. And then they just like looked at him. And then they looked at me and I was like. <sighs> was, I didn't say anything, I was 19 at the time, listen, I'm 33 now, I think, I didn't say anything, my job was more important to me, and plus, honestly, I didn't have a voice like we've talked about before, I didn't have a voice back then, so my voice was limited to what I wanted to talk about, what I knew about, I didn't know how to confront people, So, confronting that old man meant nothing to me. Not nothing. It meant everything to me. But it meant nothing to me. I couldn't do it. So, everyone looked. He goes, what is everyone looking at? Like, everyone's looking at himself. Story. But now everyone's like, mouth is open. Everyone's like, oh, my God. What did you just do? He goes, what? My boy A.O. was like, bro, are you going to say that right in front of him? And I appreciate A.O. for that. And he goes, what? He's like, oh, I'm not talking about black people. I would never say that about a black person. I like, I'm talking about this, you know, I think call him an Arab or an Arab. I'm pretty sure he said Arab, but whatever. And I'm like, you, you gotta. <laughs> so uh, I kind of got up and walked away because he finished, he starts finishing the story. I got up, you know, said I was going to the bathroom or something. And I got up and walked away. And I remember the next time I ate lunch, which was probably the next day, I went and sat with the black dudes in the back. And they kind of were like, yeah, most black people go sit out there and then they come back and they they just kind of knew. And they looked at me and was like, yeah, I would, I would lose my job messing with those white people. So one dude said to me, dude, girl, he was like, hey, I get it. I get why you had to leave. He's like, I, I lose my job and my job is more important to me than beating up some old white dude. And I was like, how would you know? Like, there's no way you would know that. He's like, because we've had conversations before. He's like, I come in, I do my job, I don't talk to them. I don't talk to any of them. And I just keep it pushing. We talk about work, we cool, but we don't talk about anything else. And I don't eat lunch with them. And I was like, "Ah." like, that was one of my first experiences. One of my first. With, like, you know, racism and whatnot. So... You know, to get back to the topic at hand, when you tell me just don't look at it and don't see it and it won't be seen, you gotta go, my guy. Listen, like I said, you can have all the independent thoughts you want. I'm not expecting you to think like me just because you may and some people may think you look like me. I don't I'm okay with deleting you for your stupid opinions. I think it was dumb. And I thought about commenting that. Not that. Being respectful. But then I thought, I never like any of his posts because they're stupid. And I don't ever comment on them. And we're not really friends. We've hung out once. But it was in a setting where there are 50 other people there. There's no... What can I do? I can't change your mind on Facebook. So I let him go. I had to let him go. And that, you know... That in itself for me was... My good deed for the day. So, man. Listen, let me tell you something, guys. I have a lot of thoughts on a lot of things. I tell you that all the time. Um, I don't. Getting heavy is something I did during quarantine, literally. Uh, (laughs) But getting heavy topics in here is tough. I want this. I want this podcast to be light. I want it to be funny. I want to laugh. I feel like I have a different tone when I laugh. I feel like I speak different when I laugh. I feel like I, I'm I'm more enjoyable, more palatable when I am talking about things that I enjoy. Um, I kind of feel like I'm very monotone when I'm not. Uh, so. <clears throat> so I apologize about that but I also don't because I know that it's a real situation it needs to be talked about and I have a lot of thoughts on it so you know maybe the next couple episodes might be about you know Black Lives Matter if you don't like it don't listen skip this episode skip the next episode it is what it is but it has to be talked about because that's what I think about I can't go on and on not thinking about it because it's in my face every day and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that what we have to do, we have to talk about it to get it out in the open. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. Why? Because it hurts. No one wants to talk about the thing that hurts. But guess what? You need to, and you need to hear it. Because guess what? If you haven't, if you don't want to hear it, that's fine. You can walk away. Can I? If I don't want to hear it? One thing, and I'll, I'll leave you guys with this. Actually, I'll, I got to talk, talk to you guys about something else. But I'll leave you with this about this situation. I was talking to my friend. She asked me about the whole situation, how I felt about everything. I said, black people are a community, but we aren't. We all have different thinkers. We all have free thinker, free spirits. We are who we are. Me personally, I think black people are the most welcoming people in the world. I think they welcome people with open arms, and it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, they're going to try to have fun with you. What I also think is that there are some people in this community, again, we are a community, but we're not because we're all individuals. Um, But I also think there are people in this community who are total trash, and I don't think they, they give a good outlook. They don't have a good outlook on life, and that's on them. And that's okay, because it's like that for everybody, right? Okay? My problem is this. Anything that's going on, like what's happening now, I get asked about. Hey, Keith, how do you feel about this black person that did this? How do you feel about this? Let me tell you what, what doesn't happen to white people. No one comes up to you and go, hey, that person has red hair. How do you feel about him murdering children? Hey, that person, John Wayne Gacy, you, your name is John. How do you feel about that? Does that make you feel a certain kind of way? Hey, lady, tall lady, whatever, um, man, there's some people in the South and and they call those people, you know, um, uneducated. They call them rednecks. They call them, etc. How does that make you feel? That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen to white people. You don't have to answer for everything that somebody of your race does. Right. You don't have to do that. But as a black person, I have to. So if one black person does something, Keith, how do you feel about this? I didn't know that person. Yeah, but how do you feel about it? Why do we we're not all we're all individuals. I have individual thoughts. The problem is, is that if I if my thoughts differ from yours, then you go, well, that's wrong, blah, blah, blah. But if they're the same as yours, they go, see, you speak for all black people. But I don't. I have uh, my own thoughts and feelings about situations. And I should. Just like I don't have, I I think you're dumb if you do. But I don't. I didn't vote for Trump. I, if you vote for Trump, I think you're stupid. But just because you're black doesn't mean you can't. I have no issues with that. If you're Mexican, again, I think it would be dumb. If you're originally from Mexico or, you know, if you have relatives living in Mexico, I definitely think it's stupid. Yeah, you will vote for Trump, but it doesn't mean that you're wrong for it. Everybody has their own individual things. So the thing about the thing about free speech and all this other stuff that everyone likes to bring up about in these situations, it's like, hey, everybody has their own right to do whatever they want to do. That's fine. Hate is hate, though. Hate is illegal, right? Like you can't do a hate crime. You can't do a crime based on how someone looks their sexual orientation or their race or skin color. You can't. That's a crime. You can't, you can't, that's, (laughs) you you just can't do it. So this isn't about a different, differing opinions. It's about the fact that it's hate. And so when, when you ask me, how do I feel about certain situations? I'm going to give you an answer that I feel is correct. Unfortunately for you, if I don't agree, you think I'm wrong. Well, let me show you how I'm right, because I'm a smart individual and I know I can argue my way around anything, not because I'm an argumentative person, but because I'm a very calculated thinking person. I'm not going to let my emotions get the best of me. I used to do that when I was younger, but then I became a man and that's not the case. What the case is, is that I don't want to answer for everyone else. I want to answer for what I do. But the problem is, is that they put all black people in a barrel. And they make us have to answer for everyone else. That's not fair. But that's also the reason why they protest, too. Because we understand how you think. And by you, I mean you, whoever you wanted to be. We understand how you think. So let's band together. And then once we band together, they go, but you didn't know that, man. That's the dumbest shit in the world. I didn't know him, but you know what? He looks like my cousin. I don't know him, but Trayvon Martin looks like my kid. I don't know him, but Brianna Taylor could have been my sister. Like, what the fuck? So, I have a hard time. I don't have a hard time answering for us. I don't care about it being an us. Because, like I told you in my analogy about the house, us is what keeps us strong. You got to understand like this you may not understand your privilege in life as a white person as a whatever person because personally i think i have a privilege i didn't come from a i came from a stable family but i didn't come from a family that had a ton of money but we were okay but i grew up with people who had nothing who didn't even have shirts on their back every day who didn't who their house was decaying underneath them you know I was able to have two parents. That's a privilege that a lot of people don't have, white or black. I was able to be smart enough to go to uh, a school for honors. That's that helped me. You know, a lot of people couldn't do that. A lot of people couldn't afford to do that, but I did. I was I was I had the privilege to be able to get away from the gangs and all this other stuff. I had that privilege. A lot of people don't. So you have to understand your privilege and you privilege and you have to understand how to use it and how to wield it. OK, I understand what it's like to have a father figure in my life. So I want to be in my son's life. That's just how it works. You know, I co- I coach this basketball team. I've been at his his uh, his, you know, plays and, and, and also stuff that he does for school. I want to be that person in this life. So. Because I was privileged enough to know what it feels like. And I've seen what it feels like. I've seen what happens when you don't. So it's it's a whole thing. So for me, as a white person, you have to understand that you may have a privilege of coming from. Man, you may not be rich. But maybe your family came from just a little bit of money. Maybe your family came from a family that had savings. Maybe you didn't have to, you know. For example, me, I couldn't get jeans for school. Why? Because we couldn't afford them. Because I was a big dude, and they cost sixty bucks for me. No matter where we go, we used to we used to shop at Value City. We used to shop at Heels. We used to shop at uh, where else did we used to go? Anywhere It doesn't matter. Uh, we started going to J.C. just because they had just. So I didn't have the flyest, the the coolest, or whatever words you want to use, jeans. You know, my shoes were a size 14, so I can only get what was what was able to be afforded to me. Are there some white people who come from worse than that? Absolutely. But the problem is, is that you're not held back because of your skin color. You're held back because of what you've done or what your family has done, but not because of what you look like. That's not true. OK, so for me, I understand the privilege I have, and I wish some white people would understand the privilege they have. And so to wrap this up neatly, I don't really understand and feel that you should have to uh, answer for your community. But I don't mind answering for mine. I don't mind speaking for mine because I love them. No matter what, through thick and thin, it is what it is. Um, So I can appreciate when people ask me questions, but I'm going to give you an answer. And you're not going to like my answer. Um, So... Either way, let me stop rambling. Last thing I'm going to leave you with. I'm going to get to something that's funny. So the day I'm recording this is, I think it's um, the president's birthday. Um, And I think it's today. It might have been yesterday. I really don't know. I didn't keep track. But on Twitter, (laughs) there's a hashtag that's trending called All Birthdays Matter. If that's not the funniest thing (laughs) in the fucking world I don't know what it is because like, people were posting it saying happy birthday President Trump but Obama has a birthday too and they're posting pictures of Obama it is the best thing and it brought a smile to my face and I loved it so either way either way guys um I'm going to leave you for today. Uh, Again, I appreciate you listening. Thank you for listening to Staying Off Topic. Uh, If you haven't already, go follow us on Twitter at Staying Off. Uh, If you have any questions or anything you want me to talk about, please, I would love to hear from you um, at Staying Off Topic Podcast at gmail.com. Also, follow my YouTube page, Staying Off Topic Podcast, as well. Um, All the episodes should be up on there. Also... Um, other than that, I'm gonna leave you with it. Uh, I love you. Actually, ooh 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 ooh, ooh I forgot. I want to give you guys a little positivity because I like positive things, um, and I want you all to be be positive. All right. So the positive note for today is our our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time by my friend, my good buddy, Thomas Alva Edison, T-A-E as we call him, baby (laughs) Tay-Tay. I'm so stupid. Anyway, um, yeah. So, again, I'll go. I'll tell you again. Our greatest weakness lies in giving up. And the most certain way to succeed is to always try just one more time. Um, So I'll leave you with that. Um, Again, I appreciate it. Again, follow us. Please rate us, review us, subscribe to um, our podcast. And we appreciate it. And have a great day, guys.